listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Just a few days ago on my Thrivology podcast, I released a podcast about what Tony Robbins considers to be two out of our six human drives, the need for certainty and the need for variety. This week is a little bit different because I'm linking both my Thrivology podcast and my Save the Marriage podcast. There's plenty of places where they bridge over to each other, but this week I wanted to be very explicit about that. On the last Thrivology podcast, I talked about the fact that we all have this basic need for both variety and certainty. In other words, we have a need for spicy in our lives, but we also need have a, a, a place for just basic in our lives, for basic food. So if you think about that in terms of a diet, every now and then we like that spicy, crazy food. We might like to go get something new, some other ethnic food that we've never had before that brings a burn to us. But other times we we might like to just eat what's predictable and the things that we grew up with and the, the ways that we understand food the best, something that gives us both adventure in food and sameness in food. Well, how does that impact our relationships? Because it does. In, in many ways, it does uh, wreck some havoc for many marriages. Several weeks ago, I had somebody who contacted me. He said, I don't know what to do. My wife keeps telling me how I've changed, and I keep telling her I have not changed. I'm exactly the same person that she married. And I wrote back, I said, I'm so sorry to hear that if you haven't changed because you've missed a great opportunity. He was falling on the, the trap of feeling like he had to be the same, that certainty was his path forward. And my guess is, in, in reality, he had changed greatly. He just didn't know it. And his wife was, was tired of dealing with the variety. She wanted something she could count on. That's part of where we see the struggle in relationships. Because when people say, I haven't changed They're not bringing any variety. But then there are people who are constantly changing and looking for something new, the next greatest best, and they forget that there is also that need for certainty. The problem is that when we're talking about connection, connection comes both from certainty and from variety. A few weeks ago, I had somebody else who contacted me and said, don't you think that I just need to play hard to get? Don't you think that might help spice up our life a little bit if I played hard to get? And my response was, if you were very connected, absolutely, that might be a good thing. Not hard to get, but maybe something new in your relationship. But hard to get is really trying to manipulate the need for variety. That's something that plenty of people might try in the midst of a dating relationship. It's a strategy people try to do to make people interested because it works on the human need for variety. The problem is, at some point, that can exhaust somebody. If somebody feels like they are constantly having to deal with the variety of behavior from somebody else, eventually it is exhausting and they tend to fall apart. The problem is certainty is just as detrimental to a relationship. If you know exactly what to expect all of the time, and nothing new is in your relationship, it does stall out and become boring. There has to be a balance point between them. Now, notice what happens when you start a relationship, when you build a relationship. Every relationship starts in novelty because everything's new. 
It's scary, it's exciting, it's intoxicating because you don't know anything about this other person and everything is new. Every conversation is new material. Every time you go somewhere, it's a new place to go together. Every interaction you have is new. Every physical interaction you have is new. Everything is constantly new and exciting. That's part of what leads to that place of uh, infatuation and excitement in the relationship. The problem is that's not sustainable in a long-term relationship. Eventually, you're likely to have the same conversation the second time and third time and fourth time and fifth time and many other times after that. And you're likely to go to the same restaurant or at least the same type of restaurant. You're likely to have the same type of touch. You're likely to have the same interactions along the way, the same arguments along the way. And eventually, everything might feel like it's the same. And sameness happens around patterns of actions and interactions that can begin to stagnate a relationship. And if that's all that happens, if all that happens is a couple finds that sameness, they often find that the excitement and the feelings of passion also go away because there's no variety to it. Many times when that happens, both people become very bored with the relationship. Sometimes one person decides to look for variety elsewhere, whether it's in other activities, other relationships, other people. They begin to look for that because as Tony Robbins points out, that's a human drive. It's a human need. So if it's not there, it gets to be uncomfortable. If, if at the beginning of a relationship everything is new, sometimes that can feel very uncomfortable too, disorienting and off balance, but it's exciting. And it brings in that, that layer of infatuation, but over time the certainty is what takes over. There's no way for it not to. Certainty has to come in even if the certainty is around you're certain to be involved in an argument every day. That certainty still catches us by surprise. And often when we shift to that sameness, we lose the variety, we end up in what feels like a bored and stale life, and the bored and staled often feels like disconnection. Think about how that is. If you, know, if you come home and you know exactly what's going to happen that evening, and you know the exact meal you're going to have, and the exact way the evening's going to unfold, and the exact way you're going to follow up with going to bed, the ex- everything is exactly the same, there's not a lot of need to talk about it. There's not a lot of need for interaction around it. You both kind of know what's going on, and eventually that can feel like a lack of of connection. The disconnection begins to take over. Now, let me be very clear here. It's okay to have predictability. That's what creates our rhythms in life. It's okay to be predictable, but that doesn't mean you can't bring in variety into your life. Sometimes we also need that variety in order to re-energize the relationship, to reconnect with somebody over something different. Think about it kind of like cooking, as I talked about earlier. We always have this basic level of ingredients, right? But even with that basic level of ingredients, you can add new spices, you can try new pieces with that. There's only a certain number. If you, if you kind of look in a household, there's only a certain number of ingredients that are likely to be present. But how many ways can that same ingredients be put together with different spices? 
It's kind of like recognizing that there are only a certain number of letters and only a certain number of words that are often used in human language, and yet they come out in different book form and different story form over and over, and even in different styles where some might write poetry and others write fiction and nonfiction with that same set of words and letters because of the way they're put together and because of the ideas that come into that. So part of our task is to recognize that there's that basic level of ingredients that might be there, but how you decide to put them together and add spices to them can change it. Not only that, but many times what couples miss out on is the fact that they are constantly evolving. They lose track of the fact that their spouse may no longer believe exactly what they believed when the relationship started, but you don't know that unless you're connected enough to have those conversations. Your dreams might change. Over the past couple of weeks, I've had several conversations with couples where the disconnection was over the fact that one person's dreams had changed and the other person wasn't able to keep up. Sometimes it's because the other person didn't even know about that dream. Other times it's because that dream felt so foreign to them that they felt like they needed to get back to the reality of life. Not the dreams of life, but the reality of life. The other person was ready to step into the dreams and make that their new reality. And sometimes that's the friction point. One couple, one of a couple wants more certainty and the other of the couple wants more variety at any point in time. But usually both people need both. Both people need a balance. We all have a natural level of how much we need. Maybe you need less certainty more variety, or maybe you need less variety and more certainty, and your spouse is at a different level. The task of a marriage is to make room for both people, to make sure that whoever has a need for certainty, which sometimes feels like safety, that's created in the patterns between you. And if the other person needs variety, that that's created in healthy ways between the two of you. There are unhealthy ways of pursuing certainty and unhealthy ways of pursuing variety. There are healthy ways of doing certainty and healthy ways of pursuing variety. And the task of a couple is to find that balance point that fits for both of them. Which brings me to four ways that you might fit this in. Number one, always keep growing. Always keep growing. Be lifetime learners, both as individuals and as a couple. As an individual, it's okay to explore and have different hobbies from each other. It's okay because that brings in outside excitement. It brings in something new and novel in the relationship. You have to negotiate those things, but both people ought to be exploring their own places of personal interest and not to have that taken away if the other person is not interested in that. I encourage a lot of couples to do a life list. All the experiences and places they want to go and see before they die and share it with a spouse. And I suggest that there are really only a couple of categories. One is the category of things you would want to do together. The other is a category of what you would be willing to support the other person to do. Notice there is not one unless it's a a moral issue for the family, a values issue for the family. There's not one that says, no, I won't support you doing that. If it's somebody's desire to try something, spouses do well to support it because it brings energy into the relationship as unhealthy for that person. I also encourage couples to always do new things together. 
When couples together are creating variety, it means that they are more connected around that new variety than otherwise. It gives them an opportunity to try new things in different ways. Number two, I suggest that couples ask each other how to make things better. So you might have a conversation with a spouse and say, okay, one to ten. One meaning this is a horrible relationship. Ten ten meaning this is a perfect relationship. Where would you rank us? If they rank it at a seven or an eight, it's a good time to ask the question, what would it take for us to get to ten? If they're ranking it at a two or three, it's not the time to ask what would it take to make it a ten, but what would it take to get us over five? If they're already at a five or a six, what would it take to get to a seven or an eight? And as you get to the next place, you can always ask, what would it take to get us to the next level? Because that creates the targets for the change that can help. How, what needs to change in order for us to get to the new place? That's an interesting conversation to have, not one to have in the middle of an argument, but one to have when both of you are ready and looking for some place to grow into. Number three, always be willing to experiment. If your spouse is pushing for something a little bit different, always be willing to experiment. Remember, experiments are not lifelong choices. They're, let's see how it goes. Now, there is one level that I want to suggest, and that is that morals still hold sway. If one person says, I'm morally opposed to that, that's different than trying something new out. If you're morally opposed, be sure that it's not just a discomfort with change and something new, that it truly does hit your moral compass. But if it hits your moral compass, that's off the table. Uh, And that includes in your physical life, in in your intimacy life. Uh, Make sure that you're willing to be a little experimental, but not to the point that would feel like it's a violation of your morals. And both people have to to agree to uh, abide by the other person's moral stance. Number four, change together. But let me be clear that changing together does not mean that you have to change in exactly the same way, but in concert. In other words, in conversation. Both of you can be changing, but do it together. Let each other know what's changing. If your beliefs about life and the universe and what this life is about change, sharing it is a way of bridging the gap. The danger is surprising a spouse with how much you've changed without letting them be a part of the process. Walk each other through your change process. Both of you are naturally changing, so there's no reason to fight that. So just make it a choice that you're going to change together, not by changing the exact same way, but by letting each other know about the changes. So that's the way we bring certainty and variety into life. Both of them are necessary elements. Both of them are human drives. Usually when we're stuck, it's because we are unbalanced on that. And in any marriage, the struggle is to bring that into being a we together. We are changing together. We are moving forward. We are finding both certainty and variety together. If you need help with that, if you find yourself stuck, you find yourself in a marriage that is somehow caught and can't get to the balance point, please check out my Save the Marriage system. You can find that at savethemarriage.com, savethemarriage.com. Also check out my Thrivology podcast. If you didn't listen to that, you can find that at thrivologypodcast.com. 
This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.